The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, biblical scholar and cultural commentator, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice for moral sanity and spiritual clarity. Call 866-34-TRUTH to get on The Line of Fire. And now, here's your host, Dr. Michael Brown. You know, if you live in this world, you will encounter hardship and difficulty. You will be challenged. Your faith will be challenged. Your life will have obstacles to overcome. I want to talk to you about laying foundations in your life that will work today, tomorrow, 10 years from now, 100 years from now, if you live that long. Principles that you can live by, a threefold cord of emphasis in your life. If, if you live by these in your own life, in your ministry, you will be blessed no matter what comes your way in this world. Michael Brown, delighted to be with you. We had a change of schedule. I was going to be interviewing a creation research scientist in the second half of the hour. Uh, he had to reschedule that interview. So that means I'm opening the phone lines wide, like we do on Friday. Any question of any kind, any subject you want to talk to me about, you want to probe me on something, you differ with me on something, anything whatsoever, phone lines are open, 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. And I also want to encourage you, I'm going to give you some friendly exhortations today. How is that? All right. So phone lines, open any question, 866-34-TRUTH. And if you differ with me, if you're one of these that regularly posts on social media, Brown, you're wrong about this, you're wrong about that. Hey, if you can post on social media during the show, you can call and we can have a friendly conversation. I promise I won't bite. All right. So... <clears throat> There, there are three key areas I want to talk to you about as our theme this month in January is let's get healthy. I, I have been so burdened by the Lord for so many years to help see the church get healthy, thriving in the Lord. Paul wrote this in 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Now may the God of peace sanctify you completely. So sanctification is being made holy, is being set apart to God, holy for the Lord and made anew in his image. May the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who called you is faithful. He will surely do it. So notice his order there, spirit, soul, body. There are times in scripture where it just talks about the inner being and the outer being, right? The inner man, the outer man, so the, the spiritual and the natural. That's one way to look at human beings. There's another way, which is spirit, soul, body. So spirit is who we actually are. As human beings, we are spirits living in bodies. And the soul is the consciousness. The soul is the mind, will, and emotions. And it's a convenient way to break things down. Hebrews 4.12 talks about the dividing of soul and spirit. So there, there is a difference. The Hebrew is a little different than the Greek in terms of how it lays things out. But there is that difference. God's desire is that we are set apart to him, spirit, soul, body, and that we will be kept blameless, spirit, soul, body, at the coming of Jesus. That's, that's Paul's prayer for us. So I understand that as important as the body is, we're going to talk about the body more in a minute, as important as the mind and emotions are, and we'll talk about that more, that everything starts spiritually, right? 
that ultimately being with God forever is the issue. Being in right relationship with God in the here and now is the big thing. So there are three elements now that I want to talk to you about. The Word, the Holy Spirit, and godly character. The Word, the Holy Spirit, and godly character. It is essential, friends, that we are people of the Word of God. We cannot fulfill our calling in God. We cannot be spiritually healthy. We cannot run the race he has called us to run. We cannot be effective without being people of the Word. No, it doesn't mean you have to learn Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic. No, it doesn't mean that you have to have 10,000 verses committed to memory. No, it doesn't mean you have to be a Bible scholar. But Jesus says this in John 15, 7. If you remain in me, or in the King James, abide in me. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask what you will and it will be done for you. You say, wow, that's a big promise. Yes, because when we are in him and his words are in us, we will be aligned with him and our prayers will be according to his will. Paul says in Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. I give you so many scriptures about the importance of having the word in our heart, in our mind. But if we are not grounded in the word, we will not rightly understand who God is. We will not have a right revelation of God. We will not have a right revelation of human nature. We will not have a right revelation of how to live in a way that pleases him. I know we're all reading from the same Bible, those of us that are reading the Bible, and we, we, we have differences on views about end times. We have different views about lots of different things. But bottom line is this. Bottom line is this. The Word of God is the foundation on which we build. The Word of God gives us the fundamentals of who God is and how we are to live and please Him. I, I was just reading a really moving interview that was published by Asia Harvest, and it was an interview with one of the, the underground church leaders in China. And he said the persecution is the worst that they've seen, but the church is getting stronger and they are not afraid. But the critical need is Bibles, especially for new believers. The critical need is Bibles. And you hear these stories, I mean, they sound mythological or apocryphal, but they're, they're true stories about when Bibles were even more scarce, if they'd get a Bible, they would, they would tear it to pieces and everybody would get a page, right? And, and they would study the page, and then now you switch pages. Obviously not the way to read scripture, but they were so hungry and so desperate. One of the most moving videos I ever saw was tribal people that did not even have a written language. Missionaries came in and worked with them, developed a written language, and then translated the New Testament into their language. And these planes were flying in, these small planes in a little runway there, delivering the Bibles the first time, and the people dancing and singing and think, well, if we were that excited about the Word, I mean, we have, we have Bible apps and Bibles by, by, the, by the hundreds, by the thousands, in terms of what's available to us. Being people of the Word. And friends, it's, it's one of the most important reasons why we do what we do on the line of fire, to ground people in the Word so that they can be healthy and stable in God. It's why God called me to biblical scholarship in so many decades of studying and, and pouring in, and I'm still a student learning. Uh, there, there's a beautiful verse in, in Isaiah 54 that Jesus quotes in, in John 6, which says, And all your sons, all your children shall be taught by the Lord, shall be disciples of the Lord. We, we want to be his disciples sitting at his feet, taking his word. 
I remember when our daughters were, were, were little, so Nancy's just a b- busy mom at home with the kids, and you just don't have the normal schedule the way you used to have it, that the room she was in and out of the most in the day was the kitchen. You know, living room on one side and just, but back and forth in there, getting food ready, doing whatever she was doing. So she just had the Bible open. And aside from whatever time she'd get alone with God, just whenever she was in there, she'd just stop and look. Got a few minutes, stop and look, take it in. Whether it's listening to the Bible, whether it's doing in-depth study for hours, getting the word in our heart and mind. It's one reason we do our our Friday Q&A broadcast. It's fun. I love doing it. I enjoy doing it. But it's to equip and it's to deal with false doctrine and things that are unsound and to say major on the majors, major on the majors, major on the majors. Hey, why not start a, a daily Bible reading plan to get through the Bible in a year? So it's January 11th, let's start January 11th. Maybe you can catch up a little and, or otherwise start January 11th and go to, to next January 11th. People of the word. We also need to be people of the spirit. It's not word or spirit or truth or spirit. Jesus says in John 4, the Father is looking for people to worship him in spirit and in truth. Jesus rebukes religious leaders in Matthew 22 and says, you're mistaken because you don't understand the scriptures or the power of God. Word and spirit. Paul said that he he preached Jesus and him crucified and he preached in the, the power of the spirit, the demonstration and power of the spirit. Our own lives should be vibrant spiritually. We should be people of prayer, people of worship, people of intimacy, people who know the life and power of the Spirit. We may differ on Pentecostal charismatic issues, but we should be people of the Spirit. Many cessationists say, Dr. Brown, when you say we don't believe in the gifts and the power of the Spirit, that's a misstatement. We do believe in the gifts and power of the Spirit. We just don't believe it's a tongues or prophecy or the sign gifts are normative, but we absolutely believe in the power of the Spirit. Well, amen. Let's see it. Let's walk it out. Let's live it out. Those in ministry, maybe you'll, you've joined me on your face before God said, where's the power of your spirit? I'm not seeing lives transformed. I'm not seeing captives set free. I'm not seeing sick people healed. Whatever it is that you know the spirit is doing today, we should be seeing these things happening. And our own lives are not just the lives of good people who have right doctrine. That's not the gospel. The gospel is not just we're nice people and we have right doctrine. The gospel is that we're saved from sin and brought into intimate relationship with God and filled with his spirit. So I don't believe in speaking in tongues. I do, but let's not argue that. Where is the evidence of the Holy Spirit working powerfully? Where is the demonstration of the spirit through you, through your life, through your ministry? This is an invitation. It's not condemnation. It's an invitation. We want to see you healthy. We want to see you as people of the word, people of the spirit, and then you join that with godly character. It's a threefold chord. People of the word, people of the spirit. So that's people of prayer, worship, intimacy, people experiencing God's leading and his power at work in their lives, right? And then godly character. Godly character. People who have integrity. People who walk in purity. People who walk in love. People who walk in self-control. By the way, Self-control has to do with diet also, doesn't it? Self-control has to do with being able to say no to things that are unhealthy and destructive. Self-control is moral, it is spiritual, and that means that there is control over habits, over, yeah, self-control. That's, that's one of the, the fruits 
of the Spirit or some of the fruit of the Spirit. Godly character. When, when Paul is talking about people serving in certain leadership capacity in the body, he, he doesn't say that they have to work miracles, does he? He doesn't even say they have to preach well, they have to be apt to teach. But a lot has to do with their character, with their godliness. Friends, you marry word, spirit, godly character together, you'll be blessed. You'll endure. You'll make it through the hard times. And your ministry will have an impact on others. I'm telling you the truth. It's the gospel truth. All right, we're just getting started. We want to see you healthy. We want to see you thriving. Oh, come on. Let's get so strong in God that the strongholds pulling us down are broken in Jesus' name. 866-34-TRUTH. We'll get back with your calls and some more friendly exhortations. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on the Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks so much for joining us on the Line of Fire, 866-34-TRUTH. You know, when God intervened in my life eight and a half years ago, August of 2014, and helped me to make a radical lifestyle change, get rid of all the bad stuff I had been eating all my life, start to eat new healthy foods and only healthy foods. I've, I've been so blessed. I wish I could push a button and help everybody do the same thing. I wish I could. We follow the, the guidelines of Dr. Joel Furman, Eat to Live. You say, well, it's just the body. Okay, well, hang on, hang on. I understand it's just the body. I understand we're gonna get a new body, resurrected body. I understand this body needs sleep, this body can get sick, this body will die. I understand all that, all right? I, I get that, I fully get it, all right? But when, when I got COVID a little over a year ago and then it revealed some issues with my heart and, and I was bedridden and I, I was just so weak. I mean, even the thought of going to the hospital, I just dreaded getting out of bed and cold. And just, I mean, I, I dreaded it. I wasn't doing anything for anybody. I, w I wasn't doing radio, I wasn't writing. Every so often I have a burst of strength and try to write a little, but I was basically doing that. You say, well, Dr. Brown, I guess you were praying for us. No, I wasn't, I was too sick, I was too weak. So the, the problems in my body stopped me from serving others. You say, well, you can glorify God while you're sick. You can glorify God with your attitude, right? You can glorify God by praising him no, no matter what. But the fact is he gave me a mission. He called you to serve. He called us to make a difference. And, and as Dr. Furman said, you'll never fulfill your life goals if you're chronically sick or dead. And a lot of that's on us, all right? No condemnation, but a lot of it is on us. In other words, the problems that we're having in our lives are because of our lifestyle. So when I talk about supplements that I encourage you to, to check out. They're not substitutes, right? We really want to encourage you to make lifestyle changes. We really want to encourage you to consider is what I'm eating, drinking, is this honoring the Lord? Is, is this being a good steward over the body he gave me? Because I'm 67 years old and literally I feel like I'm getting younger every year. Now I know at a certain point that'll stop, but you know, I, I look at, you know, rowing records or things I did working out and, and see what I did in the past. It's like, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, or, or whatever, um, you know, I, and I'm wondering, okay, 
Why can't I beat that now? He said, well, you're 10 years older. You're 15. So? What does that mean? I'm, I'm eating better. I'm living better. I'm exercising better. And you say, well, it's all about physical. No, that's just the side thing. The thing is, I've got energy to be here on the air with you. I've got energy to, to get on the plane after this show and to fly out to Texas and then to teach classes in Fort Worth, God willing, tomorrow and Friday, and then to do radio in the afternoon and then to fly back Saturday and to preach on Sunday with energy and vigor and writing and writing and writing and serving you so that you can get healthy and you can get strong and you can run your race. And I, I want to infuse you with faith and truth and courage and friends. That's why it's so essential we spread the line of fire across America because I know, I'm convinced that God has given us these truths to be people of the word, to be people of the spirit, to be people of godly character, to speak the truth in love, to confront the cultural craziness, but not in the spirit of the age, not in the spirit of the world, not as a conservative or a liberal or Republican or a Democrat, but as a child of God and to equip the church to stand strong. The hour is urgent. Things are collapsing all around us. And the hope of America is in the Church of America. And the key is that the Church of America gets healthy, strong. Forgive me for saying this again and again, but when I walk into a hotel room at night, check in. First thing I do, flip the light switch. If it doesn't go on, I don't get mad at the darkness. I wonder what's the matter with the light. That's what I wonder about. That's God's question for the Church of America. What's the matter with the light? We are called to be the light of the world. We are called to be the salt of the earth. We are called to have a ministry of reconciliation. We've got to be in right relationship with God and healthy, thriving in every way. So, that being said, let me encourage you as our new partner, Trivita Wellness, has really come alongside and said, Dr. Brown, we want to work with you to get the line of fire blanketing America on the radio. They've said to us, we want to take the profits that we get and pour them right back into your radio broadcast so that we can reach more people for free. We can reach more people. Now, the key thing is that I've personally been using these supplements. They're carefully made. They're, they're made with in the healthiest ways. There's a whole a panel of doctors that reviews things. But I want to encourage you to check this out. 30 days. Try this every day. If you're not happy, get a full money back guarantee. And there's a book you'll get, 10 Habits of Wellness. Keep the book. But I want you to check this out. I want to play this ad for you. Then I'm going to come back and then we're going to go to the phone. So if you haven't called yet and you want to, now's a great time to call because I'm going to the phone shortly and I'll be able to get to your call. All right, 866-348-7884. But let me play this from Trevita. This is something I've been currently taking and really enjoying the benefits. So wherever you are, we want you to be eating healthy, living healthily, and having other good habits of wellness. But wherever you are, this can help you maybe get on the right track, maybe increase your energy, improve blood flow, oxygen, and maybe feeling better, you'll start to eat better and live better as well. But check this out from Trivita. Nitric oxide was not widely publicized until about 1998. The doctors, they received the Nobel Prize for the discovery of this molecule. A miracle molecule that helps increase blood flow for energy. When the body is under the need for more energy, it releases nitric oxide, which dilates those arteries to increase blood flow. And it sends messages back to our central nervous system in our brain that says, we need more blood flow to supply this need. A miracle molecule that helps increase blood flow for enhanced performance, vitality, and energy, and even helps lower blood pressure. 
Try Nitric Oxide Plus with a no-risk, 100% money-back guarantee. The good news is, is that we have a mechanism for increasing nitric oxide production in our bodies. Do something good for your heart and cardiovascular system. Learn how to get a free sample and 25% off Nitric Oxide Plus. Call 800-477-4816 or go to Trivita.com. Use promo code BROWN23 in the shopping cart to receive 25% off your first order and a free sample. You will also receive the 10 Habits of Wellness book absolutely free. And Trivita will give a substantial portion of your order to help support the Line of Fire radio broadcast. Go to Trivita.com or call 800-477-4816. So this is, friends, this is what really blesses me. I, I really believe you'll benefit from this. Uh, uh, so check it out. Uh, you get full money-back guarantee if you're not happy, if you don't think it's, it's helping you or doing anything for you. So no risk there whatsoever. But, but by all means, check this out. You get the free book. That's, that's yours to keep. And... Uh, Here's what I've experienced thus far. Definitely uh, better blood flow with manifest in oxygen. So in my workouts, I found that. Higher energy level. You trust, I'm energized to start with my healthy diet lifestyle. Higher energy level. I've actually been able to knock out a, a habit I've had for many, many years. Hopefully it's going to stick. But uh, for many, many years, I had a late afternoon nap. For many years. And that would mean I'd stay up even later at night. I've just had that extra push of energy there late afternoon, haven't needed it. And then when I traveled to India, I was kind of astounded because I'm used to travel and getting through jet lag. And I, I know a lot of things you know, to, in life to help you do better with jet lag. But it's the first time that I didn't experience jet lag on either side. Now, you're talking 40 hours round trip from leaving my house to arriving and back and forth, 39, 40 hours. And then a 10 and a half hour time differential. Trust me, come to India with me. You'll, you'll be you'll still be trying to get on schedule when we're flying back home, all right? I, I mean, it's challenging. And I, I contacted Michael Ellison. I said, you're not going to believe this, but I'm not having jet lag. Now, I'm not boasting about tomorrow. I'm just saying I've been blessed by this. So, again, here's the number to call. 1-800, or just 800-477-4816. 800-477-4816. Whenever you're listening to this, I know some are not listening live. Whenever you're listening, you can call in 800 800- 477-4816 or go to Trivita.com, Trivita.com and use the code BROWN23, it's in the year 2023, BROWN23. And we've heard, by the way, that folks calling in are really enthusiastic. The call center actually told us that, that people are really enthused. So I, I want to find out how this works for you, all right? Because to me, it's part of the whole vision, get my church healthy, Get the church healthy. What I heard the Lord saying, no, I'm, I'm not the one to do it. I am one person in the mission to do it. But I, I, above all, I want to see you thriving in God, healthy, strong in God. We need you. We need you. The only way that America can, can be impacted for the good is if the church is whole and healthy. The church being whole and healthy comes to each and every one of us individually. Some of you have been brutalized. Some of you have been through hell on earth. Some of you have been through disappointment and pain and, and been betrayed. You've been abused and, and, and you're still hanging on. Still, Thank God. Thank God for his grace in your life and for your tenacity. But now can we get you to that point of thriving? Can we get you to that point of freedom? 
Can we get you to that point where you don't have these things dragging you down, many weighed down by habits and other things, disappointments of the past? Can we see you thriving healthy? That's where we're on the air. And as our message gets out, we're going to see more and more people thriving healthy spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically too. Yeah, that's part of the equation. So check out the nitric oxide, eight seven excuse me, 800-477-4816, or go to Trivita, use the code BROWN23. And then again, when you're doing this, you're doing one other thing. You're helping spread the line of fire across America. So let's do this together. We come back. I'm literally going straight to the phone. Stay right here. The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on the Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks, friends, for joining us on the Line of Fire. Uh, There was a question from Sean, but he couldn't stay on the line. So I'm going to answer this question, but you can call in 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. Any question on any subject whatsoever, Very happy to speak with you. Sean was asking about commentaries on the book of Daniel. So when you're using a commentary, obviously it's secondary to your own reading and study of the word. Because even if you don't understand everything, there's still application. You know what I'm saying? You're reading through Daniel and there's some prophecies, especially the 7th chapter, the 8th chapter, the 11th chapter. What do they mean? Are they talking about past events? Are they talking about future events? Uh, so there are those passages, some, some are more difficult to understand than others. But as you're reading a book like Daniel, there's constant application. You know, the first chapter about separation and the, the second chapter of God's purposes being revealed is, is the triumph of the kingdom. And the, the third chapter, not bowing down to the image of, 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 um, of Nebuchadnezzar and the, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, or the, the, the golden image there. And then Nebuchadnezzar's pride in the fourth chapter and Daniel, uh, the, the writing on the wall, the warning in the fifth chapter, Daniel lines in the sixth chapter. So in other words, just as you're reading it and, and there are individual verses, even if you don't get everything going on that you want to read and understand. So the commentary is never taking the place of that. Uh, so when I wrote my commentary on Jeremiah, my commentary on Job, it's to help the reader understand, okay, here's the historical background. Here's the meaning of the Hebrew uh, here's, here's an important point that we need to take away. Here's how this ties in with other scripture. So hopefully in, in that capacity as a teacher within the body, right? That's part of my calling that, that as you're reading the commentary, you're better understanding Job, you're better understanding Jeremiah, you're, you're, you're better under, able to grab the book and take, take it in and read and grow. However, it's, it's not for me to then like with a spoon feed you or when I'm reading a commentary to look to the commentary to, to spiritually feed me because it's understood it's, it's secondary to the life of the word itself. So use commentaries. Again, you, you never just want to read the commentary rather than reading the Bible. So the commentary is to dig deeper. The commentary is to, to learn from those that have really applied themselves to the word have been called to be teachers within the word. And then there are different types of commentaries. There are devotional commentaries, 
And the whole purpose is, as you're reading it, to reflect spiritually and grow. There are commentaries that major on historical background issues or linguistic issues. There are commentaries that are made more for preachers and teachers, etc. So there are all different levels of commentaries. And on Daniel, I, I because I've not written a commentary on Daniel, I haven't devoted as much time to Daniel as other books. Uh, because there's a lot of prophecy involved and eschatological schemes, are these for the end times, are these for times in Daniel's day or before or after, uh, a lot of that comes up. So one's approach to Daniel can vary a lot. But let me just, um, uh, let me just give you a few ideas, okay? I always enjoyed Joyce Baldwin's commentary in the Tyndale series, Joyce Baldwin in the Tyndale Old Testament commentary series. So it's, it's a bit shorter. It's not heavily technical, but good scholarship. Now, there's a new one that's come out since then. It's Paul House in Tyndale, but I haven't used it myself. So uh, I, I know he does good work, but I haven't used it myself in any depth to comment on it. Uh, Tremper Longman, colleague from years ago, one of the, the top evangelical Old Testament scholars, did the NIV application commentary. So if you want good scholarship with practical application, that's a good one to go to. If you are looking primarily for historical background, linguistic understanding, things like that, then John Collins in the Hermeneus series is very rich, but he's not writing from an evangelical perspective. Or John Goldengay in the World Word Biblical Commentary series um, He's evangelical, but would be left-leaning as opposed to right-leaning evangelical. Uh, but there's great scholarship in terms of history of interpretation, in terms of digging into the text, in terms of the Hebrew, the Aramaic, and the cultural and historical background, and things like that. Those are valuable. And uh, in, the, in the Expositor's Bible Commentary series, um, you know, I have to remember who did... Daniel in that, because I did Jeremiah in that. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll check on that. Don't want to take radio time because I don't... Who did Daniel do? Not 100% sure. Okay. <clears throat> can, can I give you some practical tips about being people of the Word? I talked about being people of the Word, being people of the Spirit, being people of character. It's really good with the Word of God to have the worm's eye view and the bird's eye view. The bird's eye view is reading through the Bible regularly. Say, let's say you just try to do it as a habit once a year, which is a few chapters of a day, a few chapters a day. And for most of us, it's very, very doable. Now, there are people that dig in and they're reading through the Bible, you know, day and night and, and, and just pouring through, reading it, rereading it, rereading it. That's wonderful if you can do it. But let's just say, you can set it as your goal, and you could always spend more time praying, meditating as you're studying, right? So even if it's just three chapters, you can spend a lot of time in those three chapters. But you want to have the bird's eye view. You want to keep going through things. You, you, you don't want it to be where five years has gone by and you haven't read the book of Genesis, or five years has gone by and you haven't read Mark, right? So you want to be reading through the whole. Now, You'll have some passages that don't seem to have a lot of relevance or meaning, like the genealogies in First Chronicles, chapters 1 through 11 in particular, or certain portions of the building of the tabernacle 
you know, in, in Exodus 25 to end of Exodus, and you've got some historical narrative in the midst of that. You know, some of the descriptions of the offerings and things you might not find as, as edifying. Well, that's understandable. But keep reading. Some people have a Bible reading plan where they're reading Old Testament, New Testament every day. So they're kind of getting a mix. But bird's eye view is really, really important because you want to get the whole scope of things. You say, Dr. Brown, I don't remember. Like I read stuff and each year it feels new. Okay, that's fine. It, it's a lot in there, a lot of details. I have to be honest, I was just working on some stuff in Second Chronicles and was really bothered that, that I, I forgot certain details of the chronology of Kings. It's like, okay, I got to go back and just refresh myself there because I haven't focused on it enough to have it right in front of me. Like I have other portions of scripture right in front of me in my head. But that's going to happen with all of us. But remember, you don't have to keep it all in your head. It is getting in your heart. And things are registering there. And the Holy Spirit can draw on them. The Holy Spirit can bring those things back to memory. And then just like, right, got that, got that. Okay, so bird's eye. Don't neglect bird's eye view. Then the other is worm's eye. You also want to really dig. You, you, you also want to, to go deeper into the truth of the word. It may be just reading one book. So you, you got your, let's say early in the day, whatever your schedule is, and you read through your, your three chapters, say, for, for your going through the Bible in a year. And then maybe you got one night a week where, okay, I'm going through John. I'm really in John. And I'm, I'm spending like six months reading through John. Or, boy, when, when the, the New Testament writers talk about faith, or they talk about righteousness, or they talk about law, or they talk about this or that, what does it mean? What's the significance of it? I'm going to really dig. So you, you do a word study. And you might spend, well, I spent two years doing a word study of Rafa in Hebrew for my doctoral dissertation, right? I've done other word studies for theological dictionaries and encyclopedias and things, and I've spent months pouring into a word, especially if it occurs a lot. What does it mean? What's the significance of it? So, or you may focus on a, a, a theme, you may focus on, okay, I'm really looking at the letters of Peter, first and second Peter, or the pastoral epistles, first Timothy, second Timothy, Titus, and just trying to grow in those areas or really trying to understand wisdom in Proverbs and Ecclesiastes or Job. So you may spend a lot of time, but worm's eyes when you, you really get stuff. Wow. I remember hearing James Edwin Ward, revival scholar, I read it saying, repent is the first word of the gospel. So in my head, I just started going through every reference to repent, repentance that I could think of in the New Testament. Started Matthew 3, then Matthew 4. I'm just going through it. Okay, Mark 1, Mark 6, Luke 5, and Luke 13, and, and just, you know, Acts 2, and Acts 3, and Acts 5, and Acts 8, and let's see, Acts 11, and Acts 17, Acts 20, Acts 26. I'm just doing this in my head, remembering all the verses about repent, repentance. And then, of course, you get into the book of Revelation, five out of the seven churches in Asia Minor, Jesus says, repent. Well, what does it mean? What does metanoia mean in Greek? Repentance or metanoia to repent. How does that tie in with, with nicham in Hebrew or shuv in Hebrew? And how, how do these things tie in? And, what are they, and, and, and then did I, did I forget any? Did I miss any? So going through the concords, ah, forgot that one there, got that one there. And 
boy, I, I tell you, going through this, I mean, I learned stuff. It's in me to this day. For example, Mark 1.15, Acts 20.21, 20, and Hebrews 6.1 are the three times in the New Testament that the words repent or repentance and faith slash belief, which same words in Greek, occur in, 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 the, in the same, same verse. Mark 1.15 is, 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 is repent, right? The time is at hand, repent and believe the gospel. And Acts 20, 21, Paul taught that people should turn to God in, in repentance and put their faith in the Lord Jesus. And Hebrews 6, 1 talks about the, needing to move on from the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith in God. So it's interesting that each time those two words occur, so either repent, repentance, or faith, believe, in the same verse that repent comes first and then believe. It's just one thing is turning to God and the other putting trust in God. But, but they're two sides of the same coin. So many things I learned teaching classes Digging deep, so you want the bird's eye. Just keep reading through the Bible. That's good. Every year, you're gonna. Every year, you're gonna read stuff like, "Wow, I didn't remember that." That's fine. Unless you have a phenomenal memory, that's normal. That's gonna happen. But you, it, it'll get in you more and more and more each year. I think if you start doing it when you're 25, by the time you're 50, you've read through the Bible at least 25 times. Think of that. How many people have done that, right? And then worm's eye. Dig get on some subject and dig in and ask the Holy Spirit to give insight. And, and wow, you may get something that changes your life and changes the lives of others. All right, 866-348-7884. That is the number to call. We'll be right back. The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on the Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Welcome, welcome to the Line of Fire. Yeah. Oh, oh t- tomorrow, tomorrow, God willing, things could shift. Uh, it's a live broadcast. We may go in a different direction. But here's what I'm planning on doing tomorrow. Uh, one of my, my team members asked me to watch something, an episode uh, from The Chosen. And it, it's, it's a dialogue between Jesus and one of the disciples, James. And James walks with a walking stick. He's got a limp. And they're talking about healing. And it's a very interesting interaction. It puts words on Jesus' lips and creates a whole dialogue. And I, I want to talk about it. Uh, it. It's Thirdly Jewish Thursday. It's a good time to do it. And it fits in with our theme of, of let's get healthy. But I think we, hopefully everything on schedule, unless something earth-shattering happens, We'll, we'll be starting there tomorrow. So be sure to tune in. If, if, you, if you missed the live broadcast, be sure to get the, the podcast afterwards. And the easiest way to do it is download our app, Ask Dr. Brown Ministries, A-S-K-D-R Brown Ministries. Just download that on Google or on Apple. Make sure you put ministries in, Ask Dr. Brown Ministries. If you ever miss a show, just right there on your phone. And wherever you are, you just click and listen live on, on the phone. Very, very easy to do that. Catch my latest articles, latest videos there, all of our other resources. It's, it's a great app. So if you haven't downloaded, do that. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. And if you missed, you may have missed the number when we, we played the ad with our sponsor, uh, Trivita. 
So again, I'm super excited because I believe that the supplements that Trivita has will enhance your life, will, will better the quality of your life. They have the potential to do that. You have to see for yourself how they work. And then the funds that come in are turning right around. You're, you're standing with us and partnering with us to help us reach people across the nation. And, and if, if you could see the letters that we get on a regular basis from people who are encouraged, for people who have hope, for people who have faith, for people who have come back to the faith, for people who come to the faith, a wide, wide range of, of listeners, viewers, readers, it would hearten you, it would encourage you. So together, friends, we're, we're making a difference. We are. And as I said yesterday, it's not too late for America. It's an urgent time. It's a very urgent time. It's a time where we, we must have a holy desperation to go after God like never before, but it is not too late. Anyway, if you missed the number to call to check out nitric oxide for yourself, full money-back guarantee, and then to get the free book, set, uh, 10 Habits of Wellness. So call 800-477-4816. Tell them Dr. Brown sent you, right? 800-477-4816. The code to use Brown. 23, go on to Trivita.com. It's easier just to check things out online or order whatever you like. Use the code 25% discount, Brown23, as in 2023. There was a question uh, from a caller that's not on right now about the 66 books of the Bible. So if you're a Protestant evangelical, Protestant Christian, period, then you speak of 66 books of the Bible. If you're a traditional Jew, you would think of 39 books of the Bible. If, say, you're a Roman Catholic or Orthodox, then you would have more books than 66 because you would have the Apocrypha, books like First Maccabees or Ecclesiasticus, Wisdom of Ben Sirah, other books like that, Tobit, etc. That would be part of, of the canon of Scripture for you. So I'm not debating that subject right now, the Apocryphal books, etc. And obviously, as a follower of Jesus, I'm accepting the New Testament. But the idea of 66 books, right? So it's interesting that there's 66 chapters in the book of Isaiah. Originally, it wasn't divided into chapters, but there's 66 chapters in the book of Isaiah. And, and it's interesting that you have in the first half of the book that goes up through the 39th chapter, a division there. So 1 through 39 and 40 through 66, a distinct second half of the book of Isaiah so it's 39 books of the Old Testament, 27 of the New Testament. It's kind of interesting that that just works out like that because originally you didn't have chapters uh, in, in Isaiah. And when the chapters were divided, it was not in a conscious way to agree with a, a canon of 39 plus 27. But we don't know exactly the human process of canonization. In, in other words, how is it that the five books of Moses, the Torah, the Pentateuch, or in Judaism, also called Chumash, which is literally a fifth. So it's five fifths of the law. Right. So the the five fifths of of the law, um, and then Chumash, just one fifth. That's a, a a nickname for the Torah. How is it that this became universally accepted in the community of Israel? as divine. Well, obviously the association with Moses and, and God backing Moses and the Exodus and everything else, but we don't know the exact human process. Follow what I'm saying? In other words, we don't know, well, it was a committee that said, no, it wasn't just a committee. There had to be something more than that. Why is it that we have the book of Isaiah, the book of Jeremiah, but there are many other prophets in Israel, 
right? You know, schools of the prophets, meaning traveling bands of prophets with Samuel, with Elijah, Elisha, they're mentioned, but we don't have their books. So in the providence of God, God worked things out in such a way that that which he wanted in the Bible ended up being considered holy. You do have human processes involved, but that's basically to put an official stamp what God was doing. When it comes to the New Testament, a lot of it had to do with being associated with an apostle or an associate of an apostle, and, and that put a certain stamp on things. Uh, but even then, you know, Paul, writing to the Colossians, references his letter to the Laodiceans. We don't have that. It wasn't preserved for us in the, in the providence and plan of God. Um, so there are, the ultimate thing is, God worked, and people can talk about the process in various groups that met and voted on canon and the finalization of the New Testament books, and when that actually happens, etc. There ends up being dispute over a few books, but overall harmony on the whole early on, and then dispute on a few things that can go on for some centuries. Even the order of books that we have in the New Testament, that, is, that has changed. Even the order of Paul's letters, just started with the longest, Romans, okay, and then go for, so... It, 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 there's not a chronological order there, all right? So the, the order of things has shifted over the centuries as well. But the bottom line is that God in his providence saw fit to include in what we call scripture what he wanted there, to exclude what was not wanted. Because once you get into the second century, the third century, you have all these counterfeit gospels being written and and, and they were never universally accepted, and, and many of them were universally rejected pretty early on, except for these fringe cult groups, right? None of them were ever considered to be Scripture the way Matthew was, or the way Mark or Luke or John were, or the way Isaiah was, or the way Exodus was, or whatever the books were. They, they never had that stature. It was fringe groups that may have um, embraced them, etc. But God has worked in such a way that the books that he wanted in Scripture are in Scripture. You say, how do you know that? It's a matter of faith. Yes, it's a matter of faith. Just like when I speak of God, it's a matter of faith. When I speak of God's Word, it's a matter of faith. But it's also a matter of certainty that I know that I know the reality of God, that I know that I know, having studied with people who didn't believe what I believe all my life, starting as a brand new believer, talking to the local rabbi, then going to college, then going to grad school, and never once studying with someone who believed the same as I believed, ever, after all those years. And then to this day in dialogue with people who differ with me, as surely as I'm sitting here, I'm sure about the reality of God. As surely as I'm sitting here, I'm sure about Jesus dying for my sins and rising from the dead. As surely as I'm sitting here, I'm sure that what Jesus said in Matthew 24, 35 is true, that heaven and earth will pass away, but his words will never pass away. I'm sure of what's written in Isaiah 40, verses 7 and 8, that, that the grass is going to wither, the flower is going to fade, but the word of our God is going to endure forever. And all flesh is grass. We will all perish, but God's word will endure forever. I have no question about that. I have no doubt about it. And it's not that my faith and my intellect haven't been tested, They've been challenged and tested like everybody else. I've hit walls with my faith, haven't you? In other words, praying, 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 believing and having disappointment and the thing you're expecting doesn't happen. And okay, why? How is it? Am I deceiving myself? Is this real? Everybody goes through that or most everybody and some of you go through it a lot, some not so much, but I'm here to encourage your heart to say God is faithful. 
and God is true. And there are millions of questions and endless debates and disputes beyond measure. I mean, just with, with my massive library online and then, of course, physical library, you talk about disputes, you talk about battles over words and punctuation. And I know the debates. I know what's out there. But after all these years, rather than that detracting from my faith, because I've dug deeper and I've studied and I've been called to, to dig and, and to help. Hey, you know a lot of things I don't know. You specialize in a lot of things I don't. I'm, I'm here to specialize in these things to help equip you and strengthen you and, and, and build you up in God. And says, hey, hey, let's stay in the middle. Let's major on the majors. Let's major on the majors. Having done that all these years, my faith is not weakened. My faith is not challenged and shattered and oh no I feel so strong and confident in the goodness of God and the truth of God and the faithfulness of God and in and, and, and the reliability of the word of God if you're reading from any number of good modern English translations you can be confident you're getting God's word oh there's going to be a dispute on a verse here or there exactly how to render then you compare different versions and things like that but you can be confident you have the word of truth, the inspired word of God, the word that you can live by, the word that you can die with, the word that will keep you safe here and for eternity. All right, be sure to join us. We're going to have a fascinating conversation on Third Jewish Thursday tomorrow. God bless you. Another program powered by the Truth Network.